Have you ever wondered whether the problems in the world today would exist if we had deeper connection to ourselves, others, and the environment, and acted from that place? Welcome to the Conscious Action Podcast with your hosts, Brian Burnerman and Kayla Grimble, who believe that connection is the key to taking conscious action as individuals and creating a better world. We are here to raise awareness and inspire meaningful action by sharing stories, knowledge, and conversations with thought leaders and changemakers. From sustainability to well-being and everything related to conscious living, our mission is to empower you to be the change that you want to see in the world. Welcome everyone to a new episode of the Conscious Action Podcast. I am Brian Berneman, your host. And for this episode, I have the pleasure to be joined all the way from Florida in the U.S. by Miranda Mitchell. Thank you, Miranda, so much for being here. I'm so looking forward to this conversation, especially based on our previous conversations. And for everyone that is listening, who is Miranda? Mm, Who is Miranda? Great question. So I always introduce myself as um, an energetic alignment coach and human design specialist. I really focus on the energies of who we be, the energies that we put out there, and the energy of who we are authentically. So it is my mission to actually connect with as many people as possible and helping them learn on their energy so that they align so that we can help humanity. Beautiful, beautiful. And I have so many follow-up questions from, from that, but first... Can you share a little bit about your own journey? How did you get into all of this? Yes. Well, I've had a long journey. So I am a manifesting generator, I will say. So I have learned that I am here to live many lifetimes in this lifetime. (laughs) And I have done that. So it all began really um, as a kid. I moved out when I was 14. And the reason was, is we had a very big family. We lived out in the boondocks with like, um, basically off grid, you know? And of course, as a 14 year old, I wanted more. (laughs) So I moved out at 14. I lived with friends. I ended up partying a lot, uh, getting into a lot of trouble. And I found myself going from one toxic experience to another. Um, at that point in time, I was just trying to make it make my life fulfilled, or I felt like I just wanted to connect with people, you know, so I was just living in the moment, but I wasn't aware of who I was or anything. So fast forward a long time, there was a lot of things that occurred that kept proving to myself that I wasn't worthy. I wasn't good enough. I didn't deserve love. There was many instances of domestic violence. There was um, alcoholism. um, There was drug use. There was, uh, promiscuity. It was just like all of the things I just kept finding myself into. Um, And then I realized when I had my first son, I will say that my kids saved my life. I think they were given to me for a reason. My first son uh, helped me ground and gave me the awareness that there was purpose. He gave me a purpose in life. So I started to take care of him and do things differently and still continued on the path of yet again, domestic violence and all of that stuff. <laughs> um, but I realized now through my experiences of it gave me the opportunity to slow down, really tune into what I was doing with my life and what I was not doing with my life. 
Um, it made me shift my perspective in what I wanted my life to look like. And I made these hard decisions. I ended a 10-year relationship. I started to focus more internally. And then from there, I found coaching and I wanted to coach others because I felt amazing through all my learnings. And then from coaching, I found human design, which is really, I say, it's the bow on the present because I had realized that all of those traumatic experiences and things that occurred for me were actually in my chart. And it gave me, basically, it gave me an affirmation or it gave me an affirming um, feeling that everything in my life happened for a purpose, which I always knew, but I didn't quite knew I knew. Does that make Mm. sense? Yes, (laughs) definitely. And, you know, it's it's really interesting. And thank you for sharing, especially, you know, like a lot of times it's it's hard for people to, to share their negative experiences, especially if there was any kind of abuse or, or anything. Uh, and I always encourage people to, to be vulnerable, whether that is here in the podcast or in any conversation, because when we are vulnerable, that gives permissions to others to be vulnerable, to be open and to be able to actually bring into the light that which was in, in the darkness. And, and one of the things that I, that I find so interesting is, and in my own journey as well, and we were talking about this before, how the different techniques or different tools like human design, like astrology, like the Enneagram, that they give us some framework to understand ourselves and to what you were saying, affirming certain aspects of our life and understanding certain things um, that if we didn't have that perhaps we wouldn't self-validate ourselves and it's really interesting how our mind works with that and how we've been conditioned to to believe that we need somehow to be validated mm-hmm. uh, whether that is through amazing tools like this or not but it's a, a really interesting thing that we've been conditioned to to do yeah, that's very interesting. I love that perspective and that thought. Um, I did learn like in my chart, there's a lot of inadequacy. Like that is in my conscious son, the lowest expression of my conscious son's 48 um, is inadequacy. Mm-hmm. So I had a lot of that in my life. You know, I wasn't enough. I didn't know enough. I had to prove myself. I had to do all the things. And then to think of it as a validation, it the chart actually gave me the validation. I mean, I did know it already, though, because as soon as like I saw, I was like, oh, I knew that. But then it gave me the opportunity to say, okay, well, I really know that now. So now what what am I going to do? I'm going to create more impact because I want other people to feel this way. I want other people to step into what they're truly here to be without being afraid, without putting themselves down, without being fearful, without thinking they have to like do all the studying and do all the everything, you know? So um, I love that perspective though. I never thought of it Mm. that way about being conditioned and having a validation. Very interesting. And, you know, I thought in my own journey with that, it's, it's the interesting thing about Especially for me, Tibetan Buddhism was a huge part of, of my, and is still a huge part of my journey. And, and in terms of that, I, I always really appreciated the fact that the teachings or the techniques and the tools are always 
to recognize that which was already there. It's not that they are external things and, and we are drawn and we resonate with that, with that which we already are. And, and a lot of times that is um, in our conditioned tendencies, it's what we haven't allowed ourselves to experience, which is the true nature of our being. And, and then we find that and it's like, ah, yes, like deep down, we already knew that because we already are that. And we needed that external piece to, to tell us that. And I'm interested in, if you can share, because I'm sure there's a lot of people that are listening that know what human design is, but there might be a lot that don't know what human design is. So can you share a little bit on, on human design, like what what it is, how does it work, and what would be the beneficial aspect of it for people to work with? Mm, there's so many things that were beneficial. Um Human design is, I love this because I love traditional wisdom and old wisdom. And I feel like it's important to continue that bringing that tradition up. And a lot of it is lost if you don't bring in the new modern as part of it. So with human design, it's Western astrology, the Chinese I Ching, the tree of life, the, the Hindu chakra system. And then it also incorporates um, quantum mechanics. So it has that traditional multicultural, like tr- love, deep, deep wisdom, as well as the quantum mechanics. So you can find out your type. There's five different types. And what that type, what a type is, is really it's your energy. What energy do you have consistently? And what energy do you take in from other people and the environment around you? And if you learn more, you'll understand that more. Um, but it really helps you connect with a lot of the things that you struggle with. Like what, what, who, what am I here to be? What energy am I here to be? What lessons am I here to learn? How am I best? What is my best way to put myself out there? So I don't feel like I'm pushing or pushy or, you know, not being seen, not being heard. So all of those things come into play when you see your chart it gives you almost like this tangible and of evidence of what energy you were born with. Because when you see that, you then recognize where am I conditioned? Because that's not what I was born with. <laughs> so it gives you the opportunity to release that conditioning. And depending on how much internal work you've already done, for me personally, when I saw my chart and I was able to see the open centers, which are the white shapes, I was able to say, well, that's not me. So that belief's gone. Whereas a lot of other people would still have to dive in and release and do some breath work or journaling or nature, you know, so it depends on where you are at the journey. But that's another thing that I love about it. It's really for everyone at any part, you can go deep into it, or you can just learn your type and strategy. And that will help you alone. Mm, definitely. And you know, like I have done my or I have had a reading of my human sign chart uh, some time ago. Um, and one of the things for me that I had this with astrology as well, and with the Enneagram when I was younger, how it's approached, it's really important as well. Mm-hmm. Because my mom is an astrologer, so this is like, I'm a little bit biased with that uh, <laughs> growing up with, 
with that and and I have been uh learning I'm actually on the third year of like astrology training now and and one of the things that I love about this way is the way that I'm learning it and the way that my mom works with it is that it's a tool for reflection and for understanding ourselves and it's not a fixed tool yes Mm -hmm. the chart in a sense it is fixed Mm -hmm. but the understanding of it is fluid and depends on where we are in our own path in our own understanding and it's why a lot of times when i see some people that they look more into the horoscope let's say (laughs) And they're like, oh, I am Taurus. So that means that I'm really, you know, like stubborn in this. And like, well, that is true if it's true. But you can stop being stubborn and just be grounded. And and that depends on the level of consciousness. And do you find this as well in human design that it allows for the understanding of what we are and what do we work with? Yeah. And there, I mean, some people I will say go into the chart and they feel like, okay, this is who I am. And they stick it. They get almost rigid with it. Right. Like they don't move away. They don't, they don't internally reflect. They don't feel into it, which is what the human design chart. It really helps you kind of embody things and look inward. Like you mentioned, because we're, all externally looking for validation. We're all wanting to fit in. We're all wanting to look a certain way, be a certain way. But really the truth is if we want humanity to align, we have to look within and really connect with who we truly are first. And then there's that foundation. There's that basis of what we are energetically. But then you have the choice of saying, oh, you know what? I have open areas in here. This is how I want to create impact. This is how I want to reach other people. So it gives you the foundation And it gives you the option to clear off the space and clear off the conditioning. And then it gives you the opportunity to say, what's next? How do I want to use this in a a being of service and being empowering and helping humanity? Mm -hmm. So there are people that do stay stuck in that. But the way that I teach, the way that I layer in, and I love that you do astrology because I love the astrology aspect of it too. I love that extra layer. I feel like human design has so many layers and the astrology is part of it, you know? So it's really about taking the little bits and pieces, integrating, practicing, feeling in your body, asking yourself the question. It's not like a one and done type thing. And then as you grow, then you go back to it just like the yoga sutras. I go back to the yoga sutras all the time because I grow and each sutra affects me differently. It's the same way as you grow and evolve, you can go back and reflect at whatever showing up for you in that point in time. Yes, definitely. Definitely. I love that. It's been interesting. I, I had someone last year that asked me, uh, they saw me reading this, this book and they're like, why are you reading this again? Like you've read it like 10 times and I'm like, well, there's always something different because I'm different. I'm noticing something different in this book. And and I think that, that is part of our understanding as well, that things are not fixed. And just like a book, I can see something different. I can see something different in myself. I can see something different in the people around me. I can see things 
different in my work or in any situation. It's just because I am different and what I'm bringing is different. And I always think that that's, that's really important to, to understand so that we are not as fixed or stuck in certain, in certain ways. And could you share a little bit about uh, the different types that there mm-hmm. are in human design just so that people perhaps even just by hearing them, they might be like, oh, I think that I might be this or that. And then perhaps explore it actually in reality. <laughs> yes, yes. I love that. Um, yeah, because, you know, sometimes I do that too. I'm like, oh, I wonder if they're a generator. I wonder if they're, <laughs> you know, you can, can feel that energy. So there are five, um, well, they say there's four different types because the generator types are really a combination of the generator and the manifesting generator. However, there's been a lot of new information about the differences between the generator and the manifesting generator. So I only say there's about five types because they're so different. So there's the generator and the manifesting generator, which are basically the bees. If you think of worker bees, where the worker bees, I'm a manifesting generator. So we like to keep busy. We like to work. When we're inspired, we will work forever. We want to be of service. Like that is our purpose. We're really here to build and create in the physical form in this life. We have a lot of energy. Uh, We make with a combination of the generator and manifesting generator, we make up about 70% of society. Then there's the projector who is about 20% of society. And if you think of them, they do not have the uh, sacral, which is uh, the pink square or the white square, uh, the second from the bottom in the chart. And that's where work and life force lives. So that is open for them. So that means they don't have consistent energy there. So they're really here to oversee, to guide they see other people's energy. And I really love to say it this way. You know, they have so many white shapes in their chart that they're taking in from other people in the environment. So that means they're constantly taking in other people's energy. So they know other people more than they know themselves. So they oversee us generator types because they guide us because they see overall the bigger picture. Then there's the manifester makes up about 90%. Uh, They're basically what we're all taught we should be. They're basically, uh, they get to initiate things. They get an idea. They get to move fast. They get to do whatever feels right to them. The thing with them is they can initiate and start the process. But again, they don't have the sacral defined. So that means they borrow the sacral energy. So usually they're, I call them the sprinter. They're really fast, but then they crash. A lot of manifestors I've worked with, the biggest takeaway for them was like, oh, I get to take a nap. Like I'm, I'm allowed to take a nap because what happens is once they initiate, they take a nap, they then are energized and they can initiate again. And again, us generator types do the work. They initiate. Um, and I'm explaining it this way because it really shows how we're all here to work together. Um, then we have the reflector, which is 1%. And what that means is they have every single shape in the chart, which is nine, nine centers, white. So that means they are constantly taking in everything from everyone and every place. And if you think of that, they are a mirror to their environment, to the people that they are with. So it's very important for them to be around people that support them, that love them. It's very important to be around nature for them. So important. So 
they're the mirror. So if you think about it, we have the generator types here to create in the physical form, be of service, support. We have the, um, the projectors who oversee everybody's energy, who see the bigger picture and guide us. The manifestors who initiate processes when they are inspired and then need to rest. And uh, also, a lot of the times they don't finish things. And that's okay, because that's what we're here to do. <laughs> and then we have the reflector who is reflecting what's good or what's not good. So if you put all of those in combination, you can really see that if we are in tune with our energy type and we love and support each other for their energy type, then we all thrive. Like the projector, a lot of the time gets really bitter and gets, they call, they're called lazy a lot of the time. They may need a lot of self-care. So in our society, that's considered not a good thing. But when you uplift them and let them be the energy they're here to be, guide and support us, we all thrive. We will not thrive if it was just one type over the other. There's no one type that is better than the other. It is all about learning how to work together and supporting one another in each of our roles. Mm. Yes, beautiful. Thank you for that. Yeah, I think that, you know, I usually say to people, and of course this comes from a different lens, but we all are unique. We all bring our own gifts into this world. And we just, all that we are needing to do is to be ourselves. <laughs> and the fact that our society, in a sense, doesn't allow us to do that. Our society basically wants to get us to everyone do the same thing instead of understanding this co-creation and these different aspects that some people are bringing this certain energy so they are doing that and then this other person is bringing that energy so they are doing that and there's no better or worse it's just different energies and i think that from the majority of the population we are not allowing ourselves or allowing others to do that because we are judging everyone based on what this modern civilization is telling us that everyone needs to be working nine to five, Monday to Friday or whatever it is like, like that in, in that style. And that's not for everyone. And I think that that is, that is so important for people to be able to, to use tools like this to be able to recognize what is true for themselves and then to be able to work from there and to give themselves the permission, as you were saying, that if someone needs to take a nap, go and take that nap. Like there is nothing wrong with resting. We are in a society that a lot of times with a lot of the people that I work with, I end up saying, take the day and just chill. Like do nothing today. Because doing nothing we are actually doing a lot. We are allowing our system to reset. We are allowing the parasympathetic nervous system to kick in and to bring a little bit of that resting a space that is required for us to actually function because we are not meant to be full on the entire time and to, and to get to a point of stress and burnout and overwhelm. And, and I think that it's, it's really important for people to, to be able to to open themselves to the possibility that the way that they are living might not be the one that serves them the best. And I think right. that, that is that is really important. And and I, I wonder if you can share a little bit and 
what's the the benefit of, of using tools like this, especially for, for business or for work? Like what what can people take from there? Yeah, you know, I love that you asked that too. And I, I'm, you know, the human design experience, we always say experiment. You're experimenting, mm-hmm. you're seeing how it feels, you know, you're embodying it. And I'm actually in the process of experimenting with working with someone. I've always been on my own. You know, I have a defined will. I've always pushed through. I was taught to do that. It's everything I've done. I didn't trust anyone. And working with my partner, Annalena, in um, our academy has really opened up to me letting her step into her energy when she's in the flow. And when she's not in the flow, I step into my energy. You know, it's like there's no comparison. There's no judgment If there's triggers that come up, we work through the triggers. If there's a day that we feel tired, there's no judgment and like, oh, you should be doing this. We have a deadline. It's like, go take the day off and go to the beach. Like, you know, there's no pushing through. And we are both two, four. So we're both two, four manifesting generators, which means the way that we best put ourselves out there um, or feel the best (laughs) is the two is hermiting. So we get to hermit away and be by ourselves. We like a lot of space by ourselves. And then the four is through connections, collaborations, networking, meeting people. So what we've done is when we don't feel energetically like we need to put ourselves out there in a way, we hermit away, we hide, we read, we journal, we go for walks, we do our thing. And then when someone calls us out, like if she'll call me out and I respond and I have energy, then we are in the flow and we get everything done. So the reason I kind of shared that is because when you work with a team or when you're working with others, and if you know their energy type, you can support them in what they need. You can support them when they don't have the energy. You can support them when they're in their flow. You know, you can support them if they're a projector and they need to have like an extra day off. There's no judgment there. You're able to support them and let them be who they truly are. So within collaborations and connecting, I feel like it's the most powerful tool because we constantly judge ourselves. We compete. We don't think we're good enough. We, we push, push, push. But if you're able to connect with your energy and follow what feels good to you, then everybody's happy. Everything gets done really quick, really easy. There's no struggle. And then everyone is thriving. Mm, yes. And, and you know, as you were sharing that, I thought like this perfectly applies to personal relationships as well. And, and this is one of the things a lot of times with some of the people that I work with. And of course, because I'm not training human design, I use other frameworks, but it's an understanding your energy, your, you know, like your natal chart, understanding the love languages or whatever framework one wants to use to be able to meet the other one and to have that interaction with understanding of how does their one energy work? How do they need to be talked to? How do they need to interact? How, how do they deal with the pressures of deadlines or things like that? And, and it's, uh, you know, like from, from living life. It's so much easier when we actually put ourselves in the, this is, this is me. 
this is my energy, communicating that and then giving people the permission to allow that to be part of the interaction and to, the, and to interact in a way that the dynamic allows for understanding and to meeting what we actually are and not pushing through, as you were saying, and forcing mm-hmm. things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a great process in trusting. Mm. Trusting Definitely. and supporting, being supported. You know, a lot of us, I mean, at least me personally, I didn't feel supported. So I I did what I did to like make it through, right? So opening up to being supported and letting someone support me is scary, mm. you know? And I also wanted to touch on, because um, you mentioned being ourselves, that's all we need to be. But it's like so many people don't even know who they are. They don't, they think they do, but it's all conditioning. So when you really go inward and feel like what makes you feel good, what are some of these things that you're holding on to? Even releasing some of the experiences from your physical body, because we hold all that in too. Then you start to connect like those layers. They say the layers of the onion, you know, then you start to connect and know who you truly are. Because some people they really don't have an idea. They mm. think they do, but they don't. It's all conditioning. Yeah. And there are so many, like I usually work uh, with that conditioning with so many different habitual patterns and limiting beliefs. And, and those are the things that when one actually works with a framework and then can actually do work and not just, and it's like, oh, I'm a generator. That's it. You know, like... It's like, okay, like, how can we actually go deep and work on those things that aren't actually allowing ourselves to to be ourselves? Mm -hmm. Yeah, and that goes to like the mind and the body. We've totally lost connection with our body. Our body tells us we think that everything we figure everything out in the mind. And we're not designed to do that. Our body tells us there's a collaboration between the body and the mind. One does not win over the other. So it's trusting the body. If your body doesn't feel good, if you're stressed, if you're sick, you may be successful in your mind, but you're not successful in your body. So something's off. So it's really reconnecting to your body because we're all in the mind. Yes, definitely. Definitely. And I think that's something that I know for me, it was definitely true. And when I was younger, I was living completely in my mind and all of the tools that I started to get drawn into were the ones that allowed me to come back to my body, to come back to understanding my feelings, to start to to be grounded. And once I did all of that, it was like, okay, now I can start to work more with this interaction of body, mind, spirit, or energy. And, and it's not that one's more important than the other because they are all part of the one system. And and that is, it's really important because a lot of times I, I see in the space, especially on meditation and yoga and some other practices that it's kind of like emptying the mind and the mind is kind of like this negative thing. And it's like, no, my mind is amazing. Thank you, mind, for being there and for doing all of the things that are required. And also the body mm-hmm. and the feelings and also the energy around me and how to integrate all of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, we are here on this physical plane, this physical world. So our body is important. Being healthy is important, you know, and 
being connected with either overthinking in your mind or letting your mind open to receive, that is so important too. It's not letting go of one or the other. And it's funny that you said that because, you know, as on my my path, a lot of the spiritual paths, sometimes a lot of people do get out of the body. They're like way up there. And I was there for a while and I did not want to get back to my body, but I struggled and then my body got sick, you know? You need to have that healthy relationship and boundaries and balance mm-hmm. with both because we are here in this physical world. You can't do one without the other. Yeah. It's it's so interesting that you said that because there's with a lot of people when I share, it's all about grounding to then open. Grounding to then open. Because if we're not grounded, that can take us away. <laughs> And as you say, like the either some people don't come back or mm-hmm. actually the body is completely out of alignment. So it's for me, it's always really important to be able to to have that anchor as we want to expand and to explore more. And there was something that, that you mentioned. So you mentioned this physical plane mm-hmm. for people that perhaps are not that aware of it. There's another plane. I work a lot with it. That is the quantum. Mm-hmm. How do you bring that into the human design framework? Well, the quantum plane, the way that I bring into that is asking for possibilities. I do have an open Ajna, like totally open, no gate activations. So that means I'm most the most open-minded you can possibly be. And then I have an open head. So what that means is like when I'm out in nature, when I sit, I ask for possibilities. What am I not seeing? And the reason I say that is because, you know, we feel like we have an idea of what we want, but really we don't have an idea of what we want. And if we think we know what we want and we focus on that one goal, we're going to attain that. But there's so much more that you are limiting yourself because you're not opening up your mind to receive those inspirations and ideas from the quantum, you know. So sitting, asking for possibilities, asking for things to show up to you, like as a generator type, we respond. So I never use anything above my neck to figure things out. I ask the questions because I'm open. I ask the questions, I receive, and then I respond. And when that happens, things happen for me that I would have never imagined. I can give a quick example. I've been having a lot of back pain for six months. Horseback riding, overdoing it, not listening, all that fun stuff. Within that time, I have not been putting myself out there a lot. In this last five and a half, six months, I've had numerous people reach out to me for uh, doing masterminds. I've created a new business with a new partner. We've created a certification. All of these things came to me because I was not out there figuring things out. I was asking for things to show up to me and open to the possibilities of what could be. Mm. Yes, Mm, that is so beautiful. I mean, I love the combination of working in the different planes or different dimensions, however we want to call it, and to be able to to open to the possibilities, to be open to the energy, to be able to to create, in a sense, in that space 
and then to allow myself to receive him. And mm -hmm. as I open myself, the possibilities are A, endless, <laughs> and B, it's, I'm, I'm going so much with that flow that a lot of times people ask me, like, how did you end up in New Zealand? Or how did you end up like in, in that place or doing that? And it's like, I was just following the energies. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, and that's what, that's what cre creates sustainability and ease, really. Yeah. You know, because you're not trying to make things happen. You're letting yourself open up to possibilities and then responding to what feels good for you. So it's easy. It just, it, it's natural and it's easy. What used to be considered hard in the struggle just comes to you and it's easy. And then you're like, I don't think I'm working hard enough because <laughs> then that conditioning kind of gets back in your head. <laughs> uh, I get told that a lot that, you know, like for a lot of people, it's like, I'm just hanging out, you know, like I, I, I'm, I'm with a lot of things. I'm so chill and people are like, why are you not working? I'm like, well, because the flow is there. As, as you're saying, people are coming. People, you know, like, are showing up. Things are actually flowing. So why would I force anything? Just because society tells me that I should be doing that? So yeah. it's a... It takes a lot of... I, I always say it takes a lot of courage and self-responsibility to, to go and forging our own path even though a lot of people around us might tell us that what we're doing is not normal, it's not right, or, you know, like that we are being weird or, or whatever. It takes a lot of courage to, to do that. And, and I usually say that to everyone that I'm working with because I think that it's important because it brings the power back into ourselves when we know that, ah, yes, like I'm on this path and it takes a lot of courage and it takes a lot of, you know, will and faith those words might be a little bit loaded for some people but it is that how how to be able to to go on our own path mm -hmm. yeah because some like especially when you first start and stuff too you may you get resistance you get resistance from people that you've known for a long time you get resistance from your family sometimes you know because they don't understand it they want you safe um but it definitely takes a lot of courage. And when you said that, I, I just envisioned your chart because you have every single one of the gates activated. I'm like, you have a lot of courage because <laughs> you have every single one. So to face every single one of the fears and then to do it anyway, you definitely have a lot of courage. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, it's it's nice always to, to know, like, you know, I, I every once in a while, it's nice as well to get reminders of certain things that uh, that I've heard in the past, like when uh, someone read my 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 chart and I was like, oh yeah, and and I had and this was really interesting. And I said this to you before. The first person that did my chart the first time, she told me something wrong. I don't know if she put the the information wrong into the system or what, but. And our friend, when I was telling her, like, oh, I'm a manifesting generator and this and that. And she's like, that's not you. <laughs> I was like, ah, oh. so do this with someone that actually knows. If you're listening and you want to uh, work with your human design chart, do it with someone that knows what they are talking about. <laughs> so that actually it's the right one. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yes, definitely. <laughs>
And Miranda, I'm curious, as we start to get towards the end of this episode, I usually ask some big questions. Mm -hmm. Some of them I think that you might have already answered, but what is the one thing that you wish everyone knew? Well, I'm going to be biased here. I wish everyone like knew, honestly, their chart. And it's not just so that they like can conform to it. You know, it's because it gives you the opportunity to see what energy you were born with. Mm. And then it gives you the opportunity to release the conditioning that you've had in certain areas. And then it gives you the opportunity to then create impact in the way that you're here to create impact because we really all want to be of service in some way. We really all want to connect. We really don't want to be all materialism. We really want more, but we're so out of alignment. And Mm. for humanity, I feel like as long as everyone gets their chart and starts learning a little bit, at least as their strategy, then we'll start to align. So that's what I want. (laughs) And and as you say that, how can people do that with you? How can people find you and work with you if that's what they are resonating with? Yeah. So you can go to my website, which is Miranda-Mitchell.com and you can click on the button that says, get your chart. Um, You enter in your birth date, your birth time and your birth place. And then I run your chart specifically by myself. So it's not just generate or anything to make sure it's accurate. And then I do send a video too on your type and strategy so that you actually can start embodying it and start doing it. So if you want your chart, just to see it, just to see like what it looks like and get a little information and then maybe play around with the strategy, you can go to my website. And I usually recommend people because I, you know, like we can all go online and find our chart, mm-hmm. whether that is human design, astrology or anything. The understanding it's not that easy. This is why people train in this in these frameworks. This is why people work with them. And I always recommend people, if you're listening and if you resonate with Miranda, if you resonate with human design, work with someone. Don't just do it by yourself. If you resonate with Miranda, go and work with Miranda. We'll have on the show notes the link so that you can you can find her easily. But Always do things as properly as you can, because as we've been talking, we are conditioned in so many ways and we won't see the depth that these tools have. So I encourage everyone, if you're listening and if you resonate with this, go and check and check it out. Go and work with Miranda, because I think that that is going to be, as Miranda just said, really beneficial to understand your own energy and how to operate. And I, I love that you said that and um, about working with someone, because like you said, we have access to all the information. There's books, there's websites, there's, we, you can find all the information, but it's about little bits and pieces. It's about learning first your type and strategy and then doing it, practicing it. How does it feel? What do you notice? Then you learn about another layer, which could be then your centers. Where do you have open and defined? So as you learn with someone, you actually get to practice and incorporate it into your life, into your body so that you start to shift. If you just go and get all the information and fill your brain, read all of it and don't do any of the work, it is not going to help you at all. Mm. Yes. And I, I always say information is meaningless unless it's integrated 
and embodied. And mm-hmm. until we can do that, it's just, you know, it's information. There's endless information online or on books. So it's about finding that. And I always, for me, what resonates. Uh, so thank you so much, Miranda, for taking the time, for sharing with us. I hope that for everyone listening, as I just said, if you resonate with her and her message, go and check it out. Do this work for yourself. And thank you, Miranda, once more for so sharing much. the space with us and for everything that you're doing. So keep on doing that. <laughs> Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Wonderful. Um, Thanks everyone for listening and we'll see you on the next episode. Bye. What did you like the most about this episode? Take a moment to think about what change you can make in your life today. Share your conscious action on social media using hashtag conscious action and tagging at conscious action and said so we can celebrate your impact on the world and create a ripple effect. One easy action we would love for you to take right now is to share, like, and subscribe to this podcast. This will help us get these messages out into the world and inspire more people to take conscious action in their own lives, contributing to the better world we hope for.